0: Happy Friday! Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. I am Jay Zawaski with Mario Tirabassi. Greg Boyson is getting his music weekend started at Riot Fest, taking a well-deserved day off. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate you as always. Uh, make sure you smash that like button on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube page as well. Podcast listeners, follow, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts or spotify we have a ton to get to today mario and i were the only two people at blackhawks practice today watching the hawks practice we'll tell you what we saw there Uh, we've got your mailbag questions to finish up we've got some connor bedard and blackhawks props for the season Uh, we've got some thoughts on mike babcock who may or may not be employed by the time we wrap up this podcast Uh, what else anything else oh and then we got a new arena expansion Coming to 5th Third Arena. So let's get right to it. Let's start with today. Um, a very casual, what, maybe a 90 minute uh, session this morning ahead of the Hawks heading out to St. Paul for the Tom Curvers uh, Prospect Showcase. Yes, it will be streamed on the Blackhawks YouTube page. Rest assured, it will be there, both games. And from what we understand, they will be accessible. Beyond when they're live. So if you can't catch it Saturday or Sunday, you should be able to go when you sit down for the night, go to the YouTube page, pull it up, and watch it very, very easily mm-hmm. from the comfort of your couch whenever you're ready. I know that's what we're going to be doing this weekend for sure. Yep. But we saw some potential line combinations for this weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah. We were able to get a, an idea of what the Blackhawks prospects might look like uh, heading into this weekend. Uh, I know yesterday, um, it looked like uh, Nick Lardis, Connor Bedard, and Colton Dock were going to be uh, a trio together. Soren uh, Sorensen basically confirmed that, and that's what we saw uh, today at the top of the forwards lineup was, again, uh, Nick Lardis, Connor Bedard, Colton Dock. Uh, another trio that was together was Sam Savoie, Paul Ludwinski, and Gavin Hayes. Uh, and then you had Martin Misiak, uh, Andy Sorella, and Ryder Rolston together. Yuri Felchman, Marcel Marcel, and Alex Ferrand were also a trio together. And then, um, Romeo and. Juliet. Uh, yeah. Uh, Garnier were, uh, were the extras, uh, going in there. So that was the forwards groupings. And then the defensive groupings. They didn't necessarily do, like, line rushes, but, um,. They had those three forwards, or they had those forwards groups going together. The defensive groups looked like, at least in each drill, that was two defensemen. These were the pairs each time Uh, uh, Kevin Korczynski and Nolan Allen, uh, Wyatt Kaiser and Louis Crevier, uh, Ethan Del Mastro and Andrew Perot, and then uh, I believe it's Lucas Brenton is uh, the extra there as well. And then Mitchell Weeks and Drew Comezzo are the rookie goaltenders.
0: So. There you have it. And uh, 745 uh, Moto fan says, what time? Tomorrow's game Saturday is at 6 o'clock. Central and time. Sunday's game is at 3 o'clock central time. So there you go. 6 Saturday, 3 Sunday, right there on the Blackhawks YouTube page. Joe Brand and uh, Charlie Romeliotis, a very handsome broadcast with yes. lots of good hair, will be uh, <laughs> calling the action for you on this one. So, what we saw today, um, a lot more like kind of game simulated action. They were working on the power play. Yep, they're working on the penalty kill, obviously as you do when you work on the power play. You work on the penalty kill too. Yeah, yeah. Um, we saw Bedard in that Patrick Kane kind of right point, right wing boards in the one three one setup, yep. and he was definitely the puck facilitator for the majority of the power play. It was him and Korczynski, kind of exchanging back and forth, and then Bedard would do what he could to get it into the middle, into the slot. Uh, definitely that's the, the setup. He is going to jump right into that Patrick Kane role.
1: Yeah, the, the top power play unit lined up uh, basically as, as Colton Dock. Gav- uh, the 1-3-1, Colton Dock was playing the net front. Um, Gavin Hayes was on the left wing, Martin Myziak in the bumper role, Bedard on the right, and then Korczynski up top uh, at the blue line. Yeah, I, I, I think that's that position bodes well for Bedard because you are able to facilitate the offense a little bit through that position, and also be in in shooting positions where, you know, Patrick Kane really was able to take advantage of you know being able to, to work the puck cross ice into the bumper roll or, or uh, circle to circle when he had Artemi Panarin and Alex DeBrincat uh, in those in those roles in the past and yeah I think Bedard his skill set fits that position. Yeah. You don't want to put him in you don't want to put him in the in the bumper role right in the center of the uh, of the ice because yeah he has a great shot but that's k- kind of what you're limited to do in that role. Um you know obviously as you have movement on the on the power play guys get changed interchange positions but to set up right in the center um you're kind of just getting that middle middle cross one timer uh, every now and then. Net front, not his game, um, so I think he's in the, in, in the right kind of position well, to uh, facilitate. and there.
0: with that release, he's going to be able to get himself into shooting lanes, yeah and get that shot off quickly through traffic. That's the idea. and I will say like while he has jumped into the cane roll, he's not playing it the same way, but Dard, based on one practice, uh, <laughs> was a lot more in motion in that role than Kane was. You would see Kane kind of pull up on the right wing boards, take his time, take a look, take a look. But Dard was moving a lot more than Kane does, kind of working his way between the right point and the right wing boards. Sometimes he would even navigate himself into the slot area trying to look for that shot. Very elusive and very active on the power play. So that will be a bit of a change. But ultimately that's the role he's trying to do is that distributor role on the right wing boards to kind of get it where he needs to get it. But I I liked the way he looked on there Mm -hmm. made a ton of sense, obviously Um, saw a really nice play from Kevin Korchinski during this drill, had the puck on the right side, kind of put a saucer pass on the tape, kind of across the slot to the other side, yeah. the left wing side. Then it came right back to him, and he was able to score top shelf. Probably the nicest goal we've seen of camp all, so far.
1: Yeah, him and Gavin Hayes connected on that one. Two, two back-to-back great cross ice passes to, to set up that that shot, and he buried it. So, it, yeah, it was it was good to see that from Korchinski, be able to. And that's I think that's one of the things that makes him really exciting as an offensive defenseman is that, especially in a power play situation, he has the ability to navigate deeper into the zone. Doesn't have to just patrol the blue line. Like he can, he can move around with the puck and and he can alternate positions. And that's one thing that I think we've, we have talked about a lot through, you know, the year plus that we've been doing this uh, and watching the Blackhawks is that when they move on the power play, when they, when they move the puck, move bodies, change angles, um, they become more dangerous, and and a lot of times uh, over the last few seasons with Patrick Kane on the right wing side of the power play, the puck would get to him, and teammates would kind of just watch what he was going to do. And Patrick Kane, for as skilled as he was, not necessarily his best option all the time was to just do something himself right. to try and you know make a move and and. Uh, get the puck to the net or, or get a shot off a lot of what made him special was his ability to see the ice see plays happen and distribute the puck but if four other people are just standing still there's not much him for him to do so I would like to think that what we'll see in the prospect camp and then what hopefully translates to the NHL is a more fluid move moving power play where not only are is the puck moving around from different positions and and Changing angles uh, on the opposition, but also players are are moving fluidly within it. So, I, th- I think these these kinds of these guys have that ability. With a guy like Bedard and Korczynski paired, paired together, um, I think that's that'll be something to uh, to watch this weekend. And 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 the second power play unit was a little interesting too because you had Ethan Delmastro and Wyatt Kaiser. Uh, both as a part of it as defensemen, but they still were set up in the one-three-one. So Del, so Kaiser was on the blue line, Delmastro was in that that right wing spot, along with uh, I believe it was Lardis Savoie, and uh, Paul Lewinsky. So yeah, be interesting to see how they how they uh, match up on the special teams.
0: Yeah, it w- it was it was it was definitely interesting to watch, and you see. It's, it's fun to see the wheels turn in these coaches' minds. Like, all right, what do we got here? And yeah. when the NHL team comes together, how it's going to look, too. And uh, Corey asked, do we know why Lucas Reichel isn't playing? Is he not considered a prospect? No, he is a he is a Blackhawk. I think he's beyond this, yeah. And he's yeah. in town. He is skating with the vets. So just so everybody knows, at 5th, 3rd, while the rookies and prospects play on the main surface, I guess you'd say the east surface of 5th, 3rd Arena, yeah. the West Rink has the Blackhawks on it. Felino, Perry, Donato, Seth Jones, Lucas Reichel, Ra- like pretty much name them and they're there. Yeah. Getting ready for training camp starting on Thursday. Basically, the entire team except for a I couple guys. I think of them
1: should be here by now. Yeah, yeah,
0: so they're there and Lucas Reichel has been working with the main NHL team as he should be. So yeah. Um, before we move on, one guy that we, we talked yesterday about, Wyatt Kaiser, we talked uh, Wednesday about uh, Nolan Allen looking good. Uh, Martin Misiak, I think, has looked really, really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Clearly some room to grow physically. Um, But, man, you can see what they saw in this kid. Uh, Very kind of elusive skater. Really good shot. Really accurate shot. He has scored some impressive, again, during drills, whatever. (laughs) But the accuracy of his shot cannot be denied. He doesn't miss very often. Yeah,
1: I mean, he's he's a guy that I think is going to turn into one of these picks that you know, it happened in the, I believe it was a third-round pick or, uh, yeah, third-round pick. Um, one of these guys that I think is going to end up looking like a, a really good value value pick uh, as the years go on. He was the top pick in the OHL uh, import draft. Um, he's going to go play at at, uh, at with the Erie Otters in the OHL. His shot is great. Um, he has pretty good size. Like you said, he, he, he has room to uh, mature physically and, and, and grow into his frame, but he has a really Uh, a really good size that I think will eventually lead to helping him uh, into the professional game. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see how this this will be my first time seeing him in a lot of game action, Um, because after he was drafted, you just got to kind of see clips here and there of him when he was with the the, uh, Lehigh was Youngstown when he was with Youngstown, the USHL. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what uh, what he does with this group and he's got a good opportunity too um, I, I think he he's probably going to end up on the wing because uh, he's not playing center right now as far as he is in the lineup but I think that's a good spot for him
0: uh, Clout says I know Camessa was there but how about Guyon wasn't he there uh, no college. college players are not there college players have already reported to their yeah. college teams so he's not there Ryan Green's not there Nazar. Um, Nazar's not Renzel. there. Yeah, right. they're so, all they're all already in school. Exactly. So um, in years past, our chance to see them would have been development camp. Yeah. But because they're with their college teams, they are there now. Yeah. So there you have it. All right, before we take a break, I want, want to go through some of these Connor Badard odds. Bedard odds. Conor Bedard odds I stumbled yeah. across on DraftKings this morning. Yeah, these are fun. Uh, so if you want to go to your DraftKings app, do so. Sign up with that code CHGO and you'll get something probably. Let's win some money. Um, Calder odds. Uh, Connor Bedard, big-time favorite, minus 140 uh, to win the Calder. Next closest is Luke Hughes at plus 700. Adam Fantilli, plus wow. 1,100. Logan Cooley, the best prospect in the world, plus 1,200. So I didn't realize it was that large of a gap. It's a big gap. Wow. <laughs> it's a big gap for the Calder. Yeah,
1: I mean, I threw five bucks on it. Get it now, because I, I got a feeling those odds are not are only going to get, the gap is only going to widen as the season goes on.
0: Yeah, so there's that one. Uh, one I thought was fun, and this could be a fun parlay if you're looking for a parlay. Yeah. Connor Bedard to score his first career regular season goal against which opponent? So they <laughs> open in Pittsburgh. That's yep. plus 195. Boston, game two, is plus 275. Game three against Montreal, 450. Toronto +4 plus +750, plus Vegas +1100. So they think he's going to score pretty early yeah, based yeah. on these
1: odds. The Vegas game, that's the home opener, right? Yes. Yeah. I I think he I think he buries one night one. I mean I
0: bet on the Boston game just cuz the odds are higher. Yeah. It's a bigger payout if that's I win. True. Yeah. So I went with the Boston +275. Um so that that's a fun one. I mean, look, if the, if the NFL is scripted,
1: why can't the NHL be scripted? Exactly. Right? I mean we going into the uh what was it, the 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 Ovechkin game. Yeah. Uh, on I bet on e, on ESPN. He was chasing eight hundred. You know, it was just like national T V. We were at the we were like, It's happening tonight. And the script writers heard what we thought and wrote it into the into the universe. So I won
0: a good amount of money that night. I I threw down I think about ten on it. Yeah. And the odds were they got me through the rest of the hockey I mean, to, season pretty much. I mean,
1: to score a hat trick for the eight hundredth goal would have been quite the feat, and he did it. So. And the, yeah,
0: the bet was which opponent will he score it against? Yeah. So yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, okay, so Bedard is not on the board for the heart, which is MVP. <laughs> He shame. is on the board for the Richard, which is most goals scored. He is plus 10,000 <laughs> to lead the NHL. <laughs> that's a <great> <laughs> oh, it's a great graphic. Oh, that's a great graphic. If you're not watching I'll on YouTube, we're not going to tell you what it is. Go no, find it. It's, it's so worth <laughs> that's it. That's amazing. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so, plus 10,000 for Bedard to win the Richard as a league's leading scorer. That is, uh, t- for reference, Top goal tied with uh, Bertie Kachuk. Philip Forsberg, Jack Eichel, Steven Stamkos, Mark Shifley, Adrian Kempe. Those are the other okay. plus ten thousand players.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, as as meatbally as I can sound, uh, my my over under hot take for Bedard this year is that he scores more than forty. I just don't think it's going to lead the league. Yeah, probably I, won't lead. I, the I league. think you're 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 talking about your McDavid's and your awesome Matthews and your McKinnon's. Like those are the guys that'll probably. David Posternak probably leading the league and it's going to be I the way scoring has gone the last couple of years I I would be shocked if it's not if 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 less than 50 wins it
0: yeah I think you're right about that so. Um, Okay, here's a strange one, but it's here, so we'll tell you about it. (laughs) Connor Bedard to record 350-plus shots on goal is plus 1,000, and what you found out is the WHL does not track shots for whatever reason? See, they they definitely
1: do in their, like, like if you go to, like, a box score of a game, they'll have it there. But when I I was looking it up, and I don't know, maybe it was just my – phone browser wasn't working it. it just didn't have his total shots on goal from the year so i don't, I don't know what it was i'm sure it was very high he was yeah. firing it everywhere this year um but yeah so 350 shots on goal in a in an 82 game nhl season means he is averaging
0: 4.26 shots per game so that assumes health yep and that assumes production it Assumes but, he makes the team well that's true we don't we don't know yet um <laughs> I don't know. That feels like kind of a gimme bet, but. It feels
1: attainable. I mean, like, like we were talking about it today, there are going to be games where he'll put up, I'm sure there will be games where he puts up eight, nine, 10 shots in a game just because, you know, he's, he has that, uh, that kind of shot that you want to use as a weapon. So I would think that this is attainable. Um, I'm just I'm looking up here. What, who what, who led the league in shots last year? Let's see. S. Yes. I'm gonna. Uh, McDavid. All right, David Pasternak put up 407. Nathan McKinnon put up 366. McDavid 352. Brady Kachuk 347. So we're talking he'd have to
0: be top three, top four Ooh. in the league in shots. All right. Well, that's that seems a little tougher then. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get every opportunity, right? He's I mean, going to be yeah. on the ice for the power play one, line one, down a goal late. He's going to be out there, so he's going to get every chance. If you're looking for a fun and exotic bet, this is a good one. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, and here's one more uh, as it pertains to Bedard. Uh counter Berdard to record 100-plus points Ooh-hoo-hoo. is plus <laughs> 1,800.
1: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I like uh, Jay, I didn't know you set that record. Yeah, I
0: did. That's awesome. I didn't tell anybody. Uh, <laughs> plus eighteen hundred. The so the the prop right behind it is Adam Fantilli to re- to record seventy plus points. That's plus sixteen hundred. So a hundred plus wow. points at plus eighteen hundred. Boy, that's that feels like throwing money away. It does. Um, well, also, but also, but if you parlay that with the three hundred fifty shots and hit it. That's quite the payoff. Throw two yeah. bucks
1: on it. Why not? And at some, if he's on that pace at some point throughout the season, he'll, he'll likely have, uh, some heart odds come on there. If you want to throw some money on that one as well. Yeah. A hundred points again, you know, I, I feel like I need more pasta sauce over here for all the meatball takes. It seems, it seems, uh, attainable for him. um, but I, I I can pump the brakes a little bit that you know i it just seems like the team around him is it's going to be better than last year, set up better than last year would have been. I just don't think it's a hundred points for him. no I think if he can if he scores 40 goals and 90 points, I think that's the ceiling that I
0: could put on it. Yeah, and even that seems and, and that to that me, is, if he's a per ceiling. game, I'm bl- I'm blown away by the performance. Right, exactly. Yeah. So because
1: the la- the last guys to have a hundred points as a rookie that I can think of off the top of my head are Crosby, Ovechkin, and Timu Solani. Yeah. Like, I, it's not it's not unattainable, but I think it's in in today's game, it's it's a
0: little challenging. I'd like to see a bet where you could say, is he going to be closer to eighty two? or closer to 50.
1: Yeah. I mean his over under was what? 73 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that
0: feels about that feels where I'm right. Thinking. That yeah. feels
1: right. To be to be the, the 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 like the line to say is he going to be less than or more than? I don't know. I I think he's I think he's going to be close to a point per game guy.
0: All Man. right, here's one more weird Blackhawks prop that got my attention. Lucas Reichel or Cole Gutman? So you you make this bet you get either of these guys to record twenty plus goals is minus one fifteen. That's so interesting. So Vegas feels like Reichel's gonna score twenty, right? <laughs> or or they think missing, are gonna bet it. Or
1: we're missing something about Cole
0: Gutman. <laughs> hey, I'll take it, man. That'd be great. Yeah, that's if those if both those guys score twenty. Even if they're both flirting with it. And then you've got Taylor Hall, who's probably going to score 25 to 30. If a fantasy
1: can put up 20 on last year's team uh, and Taylor Radish can put up 20 on last year's team, I would like to think that a guy like Reichel, Bedard, Taylor Hall, they will all surpass 20 goals this year. I would, I would like to believe that that's possible. Cole Gutman, I don't know. But Reichel, I think that's kind of that's who you're betting on. In, in this bet, at least, to, to hit the
0: the twenty goal mark, and and he could do it. It's interesting that it's either or on the bet, right? So you're betting on you again. You place that bet. You don't have to choose which one you think it is. They're saying no. that they believe Reichel or Gutman will score twenty goals, and it's not combined either, right? So it's, it's like just your, one or the
1: other. Your bet is that Reichel does it, but your backup to it is Cole. It's just it's an interesting bet. I would love to be in the. Uh, in the Slack chat for DraftKings on how they put together these these bets and these odds, um, but yeah, that's that's an interesting one. But I, yeah, I, again, kind of kind of like with with Bedard for Reichel, I feel like the the role he's going to play, the guys he's going to be able to play with, um, the the skill set that he has, you know, if he's able to string some games together this year, where you know. They they were some of the performances we saw early on when when he first got here, um, and and in those last dozen or so games towards the end of the year, if he could string together performances like that throughout the entire season, I have no doubts he can put up twenty goals, fifty five points or more. Like and, and and be that like secondary option behind top guys like Hall and Bedard, and I, I would I would love to see it. So yeah, I again, it's it's an interesting. Combination, but not not a far-fetched bet. I w- I would I wouldn't say.
0: I, I like twenty. I, I think he, I think Reichel gets more than twenty. Gutman, great. I'm not so sure. <laughs>
1: Gutman, hey, if you put up twenty points, we're 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 happy there. Hey, he's, I mean, he's gonna play. I think so. Uh, I mean, it's he's 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 coming off injury. He's gonna be in a position battle. Uh, you know, we'll talk about it next week about. You know, going into camp and, and things to look towards. Cole Gutman is it's it's not guaranteed that he's gonna he's gonna start the, the season here. I mean, there's there are a lot of guys in that in that bottom six that are gonna be challenging for not only ice time but roster spots, and that's a that's a good thing. Last year there wasn't really much of that, um, and and he was able to kind of grow in the role that he played with the Ice Hogs and and grow into an NHL player. Um, but it's not guaranteed for him.
0: No, I think the best thing that can happen to him is Lucas Reichel being a winger. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because if you if you take one one player out of that uh, competition down the middle, then Gutman slots up. And yeah, I think if that's the case, you're looking at a guy who could potentially be a third a third line center, uh, maybe a fourth line center, but but be a, a lineup regular in that role.
0: We'll see. Keep an eye on that bet though, because if you start to see the season begin with Reichel on the wing, and Gutman is your potentially number two center. I mean, Dickinson, in an ideal world, Dickinson's your three. And when you look at the roster, there are a lot of guys that can play center. Yeah. You don't have a lot of centers. Right, Strict. strictly centers. Yeah, so yeah. Bedard is a center, Dickinson's a center, and Gutman's a center. Donato bounces around, Kurashev bounces around. Uh, Athanasiou fiddled with center at the end of last yeah, year.
1: Tyler Johnson, Tyler Johnson
0: well. was a winger exclusively last year. But has played center. But has played center before, so there's options.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, if if Gutman comes in and, and looks great, I mean, talk about a, a huge opportunity for him because that second line is probably <sighs> some combination uh, uh, on the wings of Kuryshev, Reichel, Radish uh a fantasy or, or tyler johnson like that's a good group of wings for a guy like gutman to
0: potentially be be paired with i'm not i am taking my paddle boat to meatball island right now <laughs> i am on there it's more of a kayak it's got some holes in it but a, i'm working it's, it's on more it more of a pasta pasta sauce ladle right when you look at the forwards on paper it's not awful it's not awful here's what daily Faceoff has just yeah. for shits and giggles Bedard Hall-Reichel. That's entertaining. Johnson, Athanasiu Radish. That's okay. Dickinson, Kurishev, Blackwell. Yeah. Donato, Felino Perry. Yeah. I mean, it's not a... It's not it's, a terrible forward group. It's not a horrible fourth line. I don't know if I believe Colin Blackwell is going to be playing on a third line. No, uh, I don't think that's your fourth line. I, think that, I really like Dickinson, Felino Perry. I like that a lot as a checking line. Yeah with some offensive upside yeah i think that
1: yeah you're gonna see a, a a ton of people this year uh you know posting the lineup charts and being like wow what trash uh, Man, you want to talk about trash look at some of last year's lineups and watch the don't
0: make me don't make me open the file right
1: <laughs> don't make me open the file, file is locked um <laughs> but man like like watch the games like they, on paper, bad lineups. In in practice, in compet in in competition, sure they didn't win a lot of games, but it was way the the competitive yeah. gap was not as wide as it would have been on paper. And this year, the the roster is better. There's more competition for for bottom six roles. There's you know guys who can guys who can score like like Hall and, and Reichel and Bedard, and you have some you have some some good pieces there. So yeah, on paper you can call it a trash roster, but I I have. No doubts that you're gonna get a similar competitive uh, spirit to this team because again the expectations are low. Um, the outside noise is how bad the Blackhawks are, and you got Luke Richardson and his staff kind of instilling that same kind of mentality uh, with a year of practice to back yep. it up. You know, if they're gonna you, surprise some people, you have you have you a roster and a lineup to buy in, like. And I, I, Again, we're not talking about a tank this year. We're likely still talking about a team that, that drafts in the lottery. But it's, I, I don't think there's any reason to doubt that this team cannot not only surpass last year's point total... But significantly i think so too. like into this like well into the 70s of points yeah which Are, is still not it's not going to be a playoff team no but it's but you're you're going to win you're going to beat teams and win games more than you did last year and in, in more surprising fashion i i believe that 100
0: okay we still got a lot to get to so we're going to do it quickly but first want to remind everybody about our friends at fubo tv go to fubo tv.com slash chgo why well You're tired of paying for cable, and you want 140-plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news? You want to stream live TV from any device? You want to watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price? Start watching immediately with a free trial, FuboTV.com slash CHGO. Guess what? There's no contract. There's no cable. There's no hassle just sign up and start watching right away 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge watch your local teams while traveling, you've got the NFL underway, Red Zone, yep Fubo's got Red Zone, they've got NFL Network, you've got the Euro qualifiers coming up the Ryder Cup, college football's underway as the Irish look to go 4-0 this weekend, they're gonna watch all your favorite college football and the NFL with Fubo go to to, they have the website written so weird in here, they have it phonetically (laughs) written, www.fubo.com Fubotv.com slash chgo, which is why it throws me off every time. Fubotv.com slash chgo to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro.
1: And hey, if you're looking for uh, another way to enjoy your Fubo TV, uh, be sure to head over to Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Okay. They are your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. And Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football and soon-to-be hockey seasons. No matter where you are on your cannabis journey, Easy online ordering and in-store pickup is available. They have a great transparency rewards program as well called Sunnyside Rewards. And they have a tremendous lineup of in-house brands. They have the Mindy's, the best tasting gummy and chocolate edibles around, created by James Beard award-winning chef Mindy Siegel and Cresco Labs. They have the Good News gummies that also come with the uh, rechargeable vape pens, carts, perfect for making great moments with your crew. They have the high supply, which offers quality weed that's always available. Buds are expertly grown, lab tested and available in vape carts, vape pens, flour, popcorn shakes, pre-rolls, shorties and concentrates. And you have the remedy as well. They are great to welcome you to wellness minded cannabis delivered in easy forms and precise doses. You can find a remedy, tinctures, textures, capsules and RSOs available in relief and rest benefits at a Sunnyside dispensary near you and through August 5th, October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop and use the code CHGO25 at checkout. When you do that, you're going to get 25% off of your total order. Again, through October 15th. Use the promo code CHGO25. When you go to sunnyside.shop, you're gonna get 25% off of your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions, but it's just not for it's not just for new customers. Anyone can use the code, so pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois medical card holder.
0: There you go. All right. News of the day: couple things. Uh, Fifth Third Arena expansion was approved yesterday. Approved. Approved. The city of Chicago approved the privately funded sixty-five million dollar expansion. Uh, they are growing west on Jackson, so they're like kind of right between uh, what is it? Jackson. It's Damon and whatever the East Street is there. They're going to go closer to Damon with that big empty bit of Damn. land. So the plan here. Is uh, a 135,000 square foot expansion. Ultimately, they're going to have a 1,500 seat uh, championship arena. See the rendering there. You can see the rendering on your screen on YouTube. And so my mind wandered when I saw this. um, Could this accommodate a PWHL women's professional hockey team? Is 1,500 seats enough? Yeah. And I'm going to say no. It's not. Uh, Here's what I'm basing this on. Um, the PWHL is looking for uh, junior league sized arenas like the WHL, OHL, AHL sized arenas as well. Yes. The London Knights, for example, one of the bigger teams in the Western League, play uh, in a 9,000 seat arena. The Seattle Thunderbirds play in 6,500 seats. The Chicago Steel can seat 2,592. Mm-hmm. So 1,500 is not enough. For a PWHL team. It feels low, yeah. What I do think this opens the door for, though, is World Junior Championships in Chicago. I think this allows them to have 1,500 for your Latvia-Czechia games. Yeah. Where there's not going to be a ton of people. It gives you the opportunity there. I think that's a possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it probably should be anyway because you could, even if you... If you wanted to, you could use Fox Valley. You could use Rosemont. I know there's a lot of hoops and ladders to jump through mm-hmm. and over and on, but they could make a Chicago one happen. I think this doesn't. This does help the chances. If nothing else, there's more training facilities right by the United Center.
1: Yeah, I think that the, the bigger, the biggest focus is you, you're adding two more rinks, so you're gonna have four rinks at at the Fifth Third Arena. Um, you're just ex- you're expanding access to people in the city of Chicago um, to get more more ice time available, higher quality uh, facilities available to them, which I think is is a really good thing for the Blackhawks to be doing to help expand uh, the access and availability to hockey in in their uh, direct community. Yeah, I I don't think this is going to be it. Would be enough for. A PWHL team, it would be a da- it would be a downgrading capacity for the Chicago Steel. So if it, I, I know when the people when we were talking about the Wurtz Corporation purchasing the steel, were they going to move them? I don't see them moving them at all. I don't no, think that's part of the so. part of the plan at all. By
0: the way, I will say the steel draw about eleven hundred per game, mm-hmm. but that is by far the smallest arena in their league. Right. Yeah. And they, if anything, they want to get bigger. Not smaller. they would want
1: to. Yeah, they would want to expand that. Uh, capacity as well yeah so yeah i i I think it's it's probably going to focus less on getting teams here and it's more about expanding the community feel uh to the facilities and people uh, talking about in the chat too and i believe these blackhawks talked about it in the press release how the you know the illinois High school hockey scene will be able to take more advantage of this. Maybe have their state championships and and, and uh, playoff games in that facility rather than being in, in the United Center. Um, that would make those games feel bigger. Like, yeah, it's really cool to play in the United Center, but if you have a thousand people in the United Center, it might as well be empty. Pin drop. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a thousand people watching a high school hockey game in a you know a facility that seats fifteen hundred. It's 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 going to be uh, a, a much bigger atmosphere, so I think that's I think that's a really good um, facility addition and expansion that the community is going to benefit from. Um, Blackhawks also within this exp- announcement of the expansion announced a lot of different youth hockey initiatives that they're going to be doing. Yeah. I know October I believe it's fifteenth fourteenth and fifteenth they are hosting uh, a try hockey for free weekend I believe it is. And that's going to be at 15 different locations around the Chicago, Chicagoland, and
0: Northwest Indiana uh, Yeah, lots of arena. I can tell you the rinks right here. It's Arctic and Orland. Yeah. Addison Ice Arena, Centennial Ice Arena in Wilmette, Canland Sports in Romeoville, Canland Sports in West Dundee, Glacier in Vernon Hills, uh, Stadium Ice Arena in Skokie, the Cube Sports Complex in Hammond, Midwest Hockey Training Arena in Dyer, Fox Valley Ice Arena in Geneva, Mount Prospect Ice Arena, Oakton Ice Arena in Park Ridge Ice Valley Center in Kankakee, and the Top Shelf Ice Arena in Gurney. So lots yeah, of options. A lot of options for the so, try hockey for free weekend, uh, the fourteenth. Yeah.
1: So I'm. I'm. I'm and fifteenth. It's, it's great that the Blackhawks are, are getting into that and reaching out um, to the youth hockey scene, and, and yeah, I th- I think the the expansion is good. There, obviously, the practice facility uh, is already established there for the Blackhawks. Um, that you know that'll be. I'm sure expanded. I'm sure it'll probably have some upgrades and renovations. Um, I think the, 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 the biggest thing that is coming to the fifth third arena as part of their expansion, as part of their um, facilities is the, uh, the donuts and coffee. They are coming Absolutely. back. <laughs> we saw today the, uh, the construction being done on the former Dunkin' Donuts. I was yelling at my, hurry up. <laughs> um, Yeah, it's it's going to be. It seems like it's going to be a rotating space for coffee and donuts. Uh, More local shops are going to be able to come in, set up shop for a while, um, and uh, provide coffee and donuts to all the uh, very tired parents at 6 a.m. for their kids' hockey practices and games, Uh, and the very tired uh, hockey reporters who are showing up at 11 a.m. For the practices, yes. Uh, for the Blackhawks, now 11
0: a.m. is early when you're leaving the United Center. at 11:30 or leaving here at 12:30. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why we're saying that. Yeah.
1: So, but Not yeah, we're complaining. Good, good stuff coming. Uh, glad that the Blackhawks uh, were able to get the expansion approved. And I think uh, what uh, Ben Pope reported was that January of 2026 was the hopeful completion date. Yeah. So that would be good. Perfect for my.
0: Uh, 36th birthday. Shut up. (laughs) Um, All right, we got one more little news item to get to. I'm sure if you're watching this podcast by now, you have heard the hubbub about Mike Babcock. It was reported by Paul Bissonnette that Babcock was taking players' phones, projecting the phones onto a screen and going through the photos Photos. on the phones in front of the team. (laughs) Johnny Gaudreau and Boone Jenner have publicly said it was nothing like that. He was looking through our phones to learn about our family. It was with permission. I was showing him a picture of my baby and my wife and my parents and stuff. Showing him a picture of my just Johnny Gaudreau saying, uh, you know, picture of my grandma who had just passed away. He was just trying to get to know yeah. what made these guys tick. Boone Jenner said basically the same thing. That was yesterday. Was it? I don't. know. Er, it was earlier. Uh, it was earlier this earlier week. Earlier this week. So then yeah, at yesterday, least. I believe. The PA and the NHL all of a sudden shift gears, and what looked like it was about to blow over, they suddenly are flying to Columbus to meet with Mike Babcock and the Blue Jackets today, reportedly based on new information coming to light, and they want to do an investigation. Here's my thing however you feel about this, and whether you believe Jenner and Gaudreau, and I have no reason to not. I think your problem here with Babcock is you have a trust issue with the players. You have a trust issue now with the coach because he's going to be saying, who are the players that are not ratting me out, but who are the players here that are unhappy with this? Mm -hmm. I don't know who they are. He's looking over his shoulder. Players are looking over their shoulder, worried they're going to get found out and benched because of it it's ugly it's already very ugly yeah and i don't know how if you're yarmulkeke line and the blue jackets gm or john davidson the blue jackets president you look at this right now and go yeah we're we're gonna go into our season with mike babcock behind the bench it is it's late of course but tear the band-aid off now because this is just they haven't even played a game yet they played right. actually. They played a great game in Traverse City, and Babcock <laughs> was behind the bench. But like, it's now or you kind of have to live with it for at least a year. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know how the organization recovers from this. I don't know how there is trust regained from or by Babcock.
1: Yeah, I I, I think first off, Columbus made the decision to bring in. Mike, Mike Babcock, um, they made the decision to have a, a head coach that was going to come in with a reputation and coming off of some very public reasons why he was fired from his last position. Um, so that's, I mean, I'm not saying you were asking for something like this to happen, but you definitely kept the door wide open for something like it to happen. Um, and you know, it, It just illustrates how razor thin of ice Babcock was coming in on to to this position and and with the blue jackets and the microscope that was going to be on him. And the first thing that's depending on who who you listen to, who you believe, who you feel like you want to, you know, put your eggs in, in their basket, whether it's. Defending Mike Babcock, or listening to the veteran players, or listening to Bissonnette and or whoever might be, um, you know, bringing this out against what Babcock was doing. It's whether you believe the veterans or, or whoever that has gone through this process with Babcock. It's it's a I can I can understand why a veteran guy like Boone Jenner. Going through his photos, showing his family, showing his dog, showing, you know, his vacation up to his cottage or whatever would be fine uh, opening up your phone and and showing your coach. Let's say a 20-year-old kid is said, hey, connect your phone to the TV. Let's go through your camera roll. I want to get to know you. And you go, uh, I don't want to do that. To Mike Babcock? yeah. As, as a young co- uh, player If that's you know if, if if it's a young player Or a new player Or someone like that I can understand why you Would be very uncomfortable Doing that And even if his even intention if you don't,
2: Even if his intention Is not bad Right Even if you don't have Anything
1: from, weird on your phone too Yeah well I it's
2: mean It's kind of just like
0: why, why Think about the different shit On your phone now As right. a parent Versus then As a 20 year old If I right. had a phone When I was 20 It would be Pictures of me drinking Pictures of me after I visit Sunnyside, right? Um, dumb, I don't know. dumb memes of random stuff. Yeah, and, yeah like it's, stuff I've sent friends. Yeah,
1: it's so it's it's a weird situation to be put in, and I think one of the things with Mike Babcock in his past in his coaching techniques and what I think was su- kind of supposed to be something that he would learn from in his time away from the game would be the role of power dynamics and you have a guy that has has such a storied career as a head coach uh, a reputation for being a a hard ass yeah he has guys that love that 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 loved playing for him and guys that absolutely hated playing for him so he's a divisive guy but in prior roles he's done things that have been clear abuses of power dynamics absolutely uh, to, to other players so to kind of come in and and set something up, where it's just kind of just like, hey, I want you to open your phone for me and let's talk about some let's let's talk about what we see or whatever. It's kind of a weird power dynamic thing to do, and and you put some of these guys into a position where, if if they're uncomfortable with it, that's gonna take some some you know cojones to say to Mike Babcock, hey, I don't really want to do this with you, kind of thing. So it's a it's a. It's a weird position to be in uh it's a it's a whole weird scenario because the way it was was put into public uh, by bizanet and and his group um, was just like it just it seemed more like, well, this is a weird witch hunt that they're going after with some disgruntled former players' comments. But then as time went on as the NHL investigated and PA has been involved and as they expanded their investigation and the more that it's been talked about, it's not going away. No, there's obviously way more to it. And I don't know. I, our, our, it, I know we did some prop bets with DraftKings on Bedard and the Blackhawks. Is there a prop bet of
0: how many games Mike Babcock <laughs> plays this year? Because I might take the un, or, uh, coaches this year because I'm probably taking the under. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, not a good situation. All right, we've got, we're going to rifle through some mailbag questions here and do the best we can to get to all of them. But we want to remind you, You want to get fitted out in the best sports gear around, don't you? Well, you do it at Foco.com. They've got hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. We got some hot, not just warm, hot weather coming up. Yeah. So get out to Wrigley, get out to Guaranteed Rate for one last time with your Aloha shirt, your straw hats, your polos, everything you need to stay cool at a game. And as the weather cools off, finally, You can get all your warm weather, your cold weather gear at Foco as well. They've also donated a bunch of our awesome set pieces that we've got here. So thank you to them for that. Visit Foco.com or click the link in our description below for all non pre sale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Again, that's CHGO at Foco.com. And when the warm
1: weather comes back, what better way to go out? Sit on your patio, shirtless,
0: Put a, bring out a dart. He's there. And crack. A, and he's got a lady underneath him. Wait, wait hold on. <laughs> Clarifying. <laughs> the shirtless dart guy is on his balcony. On the balcony below shirtless dart guy, there is a woman currently wearing a shirt. I believe it's a camisole. <laughs> he's waving at us. He's, he's watching live.
1: They are, they are on two separate <laughs> patios. Oh <laughs> man! Oh man! All right, don't imply things. Well, hopefully, they can uh, <laughs> they can laugh about this too. Over a cold Goose Island beer, Goose <laughs> Goose Island Beer Company, the proud uh, she's not cute. beer sponsor of us here at CHGO.
0: She's cute though. I mean, she's
1: uh, sitting out there with her dog. It's, shoot your shot, dark. It's a good guy. afternoon. Uh, they've been Chicago's <laughs> beer since 1988. <laughs> Uh, And they have a tremendous roster of beers year round that you can enjoy. The uh, full pocket pills, the everyday beer. It's what the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking. You have the uh, family of Beer Hug IPAs that are uh, 9.9 ABV, dangerously easy to drink. And the Golden Sun is out today. You can get yourself a golden can. He's talking to her. (laughs) 312. Oh boy. Wonderful. What a Friday. Um, And of course it's Oktoberfest season. So get yourself a delicious Oktoberfest beer from Goose Island to ring in the Oktoberfest fall season. Grab all of these and more ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park. Or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street here in West Town.
0: That is the Goose Island beer Company. Chicago's beer. I'm not kidding. Oh, he literally was leaning over the balcony, wonderful. shouting down at her. <laughs> and now I'm looking to see if he's going to appear oh, on her balcony. Goodness. Can you imagine? What a wonderful. Be the greatest moment. We need like a Dark Guy cam. We got to get like a GoPro out there or like a Ring doorbell <laughs> camera just to keep track of what's going on. Michael Evans says, Hey, how'd you two meet? Well, actually, this podcast that I creeped on creeped on me and got me to introduce myself <laughs> to the neighbor that lives below me. That's oh, it. Man. See?
1: That's wonderful. We're
0: making matches. All right. We've With got. A
1: shirtless Dark Guy is a <laughs> diehard of the CHGO community. Uh, once he became aware of what we were saying about him on the air, we had to, uh, become a diehard and you can yourself become a diehard, go to all and sign up to become a diehard. Yes. You can get access to all of our great written content. You can get a 20% discount on merch and events. Uh, you can get access to diehard exclusive, uh, events like our happy hours, Uh, You can get uh, into our diehard-only Discord channel, which on Mailbag Mondays, uh, you get first priority on those questions. You get a discount, like I said, on merch on events that includes all of our amazing tailgates. CHGO tailgate season is here. Bears tailgates are going to be a lot of fun. First one this season was way more fun than the game was. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully that's not the case for every game, but the tailgate is always uh, going to deliver. Never going to disappoint. We got our takeover events as well for the Bulls and the Blackhawks. Yep. Uh, Blackhawks events November 4th against the Panthers and February 25th. Uh, against the Red Wings on Chris Chelios' retirement night. So that one's sold out. So For now. For now. Wink, 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 nudge, nudge. So, yeah, become a diehard. Get access to all of this. Uh, And when you become a diehard, you get a free shirt uh, right away. And you get a free shirt every year upon renewal. Uh, Tons of shirts to check out and merch to look at. uh, chgolocker.com. Look at all of the great designs that we have as well. So yes, become a diehard. Become a part of the CHGO community. You will not regret
0: it. All right. We got a bunch of mailbag questions. Let's rifle through them as quickly as we can. One sentence responses. Let's answers.
1: Quick answers.
2: All right, boys, we'll get to them right now. We'll start with the Discord ones. We appreciate all our diehards in the Discord. So Windy City Hockey, who's also excuse me, in our chat, asks what would be your guys' dark horse pick? For a Jersey retirement for the Blackhawks.
1: You first. Pat Foley. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Corey Crawford. Okay.
0: Next.
2: I like it. We're Going getting through, through these. telling you, yes, yes, We, we sir. can't go into next
0: week with more <laughs> Brad, with, with mail.
2: Brad Beatty, also in our chat here today, and a diehard in our Discord, asking why Chelly before Larmer, and will Larmer be next?
0: Chelios, better player, more involved with the team, local. Uh, Was here longer? Yes. Um, I think Larmor is not next, but I think Larmor is coming too. Agreed. Okay, next. (laughs) Agreed.
2: I disagree. No, agreed. (laughs) All right. Our Armathalist asks, where do you think Lucas Reichel will slot in this season? (laughs) Daily Daily Faceoff has him (laughs) right wing with bedard and hall but i don't know if he's necessarily played right wing before
0: yeah i if i'm guessing i think he i think they have him as a winger i don't think they're sold on him as a center at all
1: i think they have him as a winger i but i wouldn't be surprised if he gets a crack at being 2c just to start camp and
0: see how it goes i hope they give him a look that'd be great yeah
2: next love it uh that one clone who punched a droid. I nice. know who you're talking about. <laughs> has Chelios ever been considered for a coaching front office position? If not, do you think he'd be a good fit in a coaching or front office role? He had a
0: front office role with the Red Wings. Uh, trying to remember exactly what it was, like what the title of it was. Um, he has been an assistant coach for Team USA, the uh, 2016 World Juniors. I don't think he wants to coach. No, I think Chris Chelios to, is very happy being Chris Chelios. They'd have to make more clones. Yes, if they,
1: if, if he wants to keep up his very uh, active social life. Yeah, I think he likes being Chris Chelios. Likes being an ambassador for the Blackhawks, and that's probably all he wants to and
0: do. Pearl Jam super fan. Yeah. All right, it's not a bad life. Look at this. Look at us.
2: Look at you guys. You're going to have time to spare, so you can take your time if you'd like. If not, (laughs) we can roll through. Nope. He goes, nope. Nope. It's Friday.
1: Let's get them all done. Jeff
2: Maroon at JJ Maroon 18 asked, we all need optimism right now, especially with my Bears, Jeff. Uh, (laughs) What will be the strength of the Hawks this season? Power play, penalty kill, offense, or defense? I think
0: they're going to have a good power play. I think power play one
1: will be exciting. Um, Biggest strength is their forwards group. That's what I would say. Their biggest strength is their forwards Yeah, group. forward depth is pretty decent. Do I, do I think it's the best in the league? No, no. but it's the best the
0: Blackhawks have. <laughs> That's technically correct. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Is that it? Next. Final question. All right. All right nice. We'll be on time.
2: Team Deke. Yeah. If you had the opportunity, I'm not gonna do the boing noise again. Team Deke <laughs> That's how you, you say it. They were at they were at uh, we
1: met them in Nashville. Okay. They were, they were good, Very good, nice. good people. It's
2: a great place to meet people. If you had the opportunity to interview any active or retired athlete, who would it be? Uh ooh, athlete or hockey player? Let's do both. Do both. Hockey player specifically,
1: I wanna pull uh, the fourth chair, because Greg would be here for this interview too. I would pull that fourth chair in here. And it would have a nice big space for a Phil Kessel aspirant. And I would love to get him on for an interview. That would be just fantastic.
0: Uh, this is going to seem like a kind of cheesy answer. But when you think about it, if we can get a loosened up Jonathan Taves. Yeah. I would love to get some story. I would love story time with Taves. When, uh, Maybe he wouldn't be the best guy. Maybe Seabrook is the answer. To get Seabrook in here and just they- have him tell us stories about the cup days. Yeah, when they retire Seabrook's number and when they
1: retire Taze's number, I would love for the Blackhawks to uh, have those media tours have a stop here too. That would be wonderful to uh, to talk to those guys. And um, Yeah, I think if you're looking for a a guy who's going to give you good, honest stories from that time, uh, probably Seabrook over Taze. But I think given what given the position Taze has gone through in the last latter half of his career, I, th- I, th- I, think just kind of being able to expound on that and just kind of get a little bit more of like what went into his mindset of everything. Like yeah. that would be very interesting. All so, right. How uh, about athlete to go athlete overall?
0: Uh, I got mine and I've actually, booked an interview with this person at my former job. Nice. But I think Fergie Jenkins is one of the most interesting people to play sports in the city. Yeah. Just incredibly thoughtful and intelligent and accomplished. And my God, his life story is tragic and heroic and everything in between. Fergie Jenkins is an underappreciated Chicago icon. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that he kind of got lost to the you know Ernie Banks and Ron Santo and all the and Billy Williams and all the greats to play in that era and then he went on to have success in Texas and elsewhere so maybe was like that second notch kind of a guy yeah but man Fergie Jenkins is an incredible human being and I would just love to pick his brain about not just playing baseball but just life I, I feel like that's a guy who if you ask for life advice he would give you some of the soundest advice you'd ever get yeah
2: took a shot with Fergie Jenkins once sat next to him at a cubs convention at the bar when it used to be at the hilton he came and sat right next to me watched an nfl playoff game and uh he bought me and my friend a shot of jameson which i regrettably took i love jameson but i couldn't how are you gonna turn down a shot of oh yeah he's a super nice guy yep uh
0: happy to tell his stories and if you've not seen it I don't remember the name of it but there's a documentary about his life on marquee that is oh, incredible. Wow. There's so much I'm telling you you don't know about Fergie Jenkins that you need to know. It's incredible. Yeah. So that's that's mine.
2: Jesse the Body Ventura, wasn't he a football player, right? Yeah, he's a wrestler. He was a wrestler. wrestler? Yeah. All right, so that's athlete. He sure. was in politics, yeah. and he was in Demolition Man, which that's is true. one of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> there so. you go. And he was in the heyday of the
0: WWF, right? So like it's the whole like triple barreled yeah. there. Those that, that's that's a really good answer.
1: Yeah, I think. Uh, well, the, the the wrestling one just triggered my brain, but um, I think it'd be really interesting to talk with a guy like uh, like
0: just. I feel like Bret Hart has amazing stories. He has and so many he, axes to grind though. I does. think that would make it better. And smashes to grind. I. <laughs> that's for all the, that's for old wrestling fans <laughs> and crushes it later. Oh yeah. There
1: yeah. You know. um, it's a demolition joke. I think he, I, every time I've seen him in an interview or a documentary about it, I just feel like it would be fascinating to talk to him. Cause, cause he's, I mean, he's gone through a ton in yeah. his professional career. Yeah. Um, I think it just, that would just be an interesting one. I didn't I wasn't even like. Wrestling is I was fascinating. Try, yeah, I was trying to think like, what would, what would be a good one? And then when cool. you said, uh, Jesse's body Ventura, I was like, oh, wrestlers, they would be
0: really good That's too. A good one. So yeah. I'd, How I'd about say this Brad one Hart. for wrestling? And he's no longer available. Uh, me and Gene Okerlund. Yeah. Behind the scenes of all that stuff, like in the locker room, seeing everything going on. Yeah. Doesn't have himself to really, he was just an, like an observer of all of it. Yeah, I lo- like what the what I like about wrestling is the stories around it, M- much less than actually like the events and like watching the matches. Yeah, yeah. I love like the history of it, and oh, this guy was married to this manager, and then they. She cheated on him with this wrestler, and it's all, <laughs> it's all, it's the circus. Crazy. It's a traveling oh, yeah. circus. It's all it is. It's yeah, insane. the
2: A and E documentaries they put out every Yeah, side ones ones good good Dark Side of the, the Ring. oh th- no, yeah,
1: no, no, the A and E ones. Dark Side ones are Dark Side of the Ring are interesting, but they're also really just always sad.
2: Right. <laughs> well, in the A, it's a sad A&E, business. I know. Yeah. In the A yeah. and E ones, it's kind of like flip a coin if you're gonna get a good ending. And it's like for me, as these are my childhood heroes, you're watching it through, and you're just like. Please let this end yeah, in right. a nice it, it's way. It's not going to. <laughs> you
1: know? It usually usually doesn't. Yeah. That's
0: what, I always love the A and E music documentaries because they can't get the licensing for any of the music. <laughs> so so like I watched the Guns N' Roses one. I'm like, there's not a single Guns N' Roses song in this <laughs> entire thing. It's like just generic rock and roll in the background. Oh, it's nice. They're very good and very informative, but Un- the dark side of the ring ones are those are really good. They're those are they're really, tough. W-
1: really well done. Yeah, there's, there's no easy watches, but they're really well done. Um I'd say the one uh on Brian Pillman. I knew of him. Yeah. I knew that he was a, a wild card wrestler back in the, in the 90s and stuff. But man, I had no idea about his whole life story. The two parter on Brian Pillman was yeah. fantastic. If you're a wrestling fan and haven't watched that yet, go check that
0: one out. Um this is why we need a wrestling podcast on CHGO.
1: Boy, be, that would it's be gotta great. Happen.
0: Or just an all city wrestling podcast. It's got to happen. I'd love to do that. Um I don't have an update on Dark Guy. Here's what I do know. They're both gone. Dark Guy heard us, took our advice, shouted down to the neighbor. She looked up and responded. Now neither of them are on the balcony. They're, they're,
1: I th- they're probably saying, let's get out of eye shot of these weirdos
0: and go uh, about our life. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think Greg's sound effects might be, uh, <laughs> nah, if we we'll crack see. the door, we might hear it distantly. That's all nah. I'm saying. I made it happen. We'll need a. We'll need we an became update. a team
1: today. We'll need an m- update on Monday. We'll, Absolutely. We'll, we'll shout across to him if he's out there.
0: All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, <laughs> for joining us on this awesome week. Man, hockey's back. It's so great. We've got two games to react to this weekend. Sure, they're Tom Curver's games, but damn it, they are games. Uh, tomorrow at six, Sunday at three, will be streamed on the Blackhawks YouTube page. Tuesday, we hear uh, from Kyle Davidson. Yes, we'll be there. Thursday, training camp opens. It's yes finally here hockey is here and a week from thursday is the first preseason game yeah 13 so days two weeks away from yesterday so here we go
1: away. let's go
0: it is upon us let's we'll go. talk to you monday at 2 30 on the chgo blackhawks podcast